let's see how this goes. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are hopping in here. Um, we, we're just going to get started without the whole intro, without all that hubbub, if you will. Uh, give me one moment. I'm going to be sharing this out. If you guys want to help out, you guys want to help the show, uh, get your friends, you get your family in here. Uh, we will get started momentarily. Shane Sweeney, welcome in. The Saint Sweeney himself. Um, yeah, so if you guys have been, been going through this with me, I apologize. Um, it's, it's been a little bit brutal. Let me turn out that call in line real quick. Uh, the call in line will be opened up later on during the show. Uh, but first, but first, we gotta, of course, get into the introductions. So I am Mr. Merka, the Bearded Truth, Jason Lyon, fumbling my way through the worlds of OBS restream and, and getting this out to you, the people. Um, I'm your neighborhood-friendly libertarian coming to talk to you guys about the the politics and social issues hitting this country, hitting this world, um, in a way that we take the emotion out of it, just strictly sticking to the logic and the reasoning behind it all, um, in order to ensure that we we get the 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 best outcome that we can. Because of course, emotions are not um, are not something that should be driving us. Um, I want to first give a big thank you to Muddy Waters Media for allowing me to utilize this platform in order to speak to you guys. So big thank you to them. It's always a it's always a pleasure to come out here and talk to talk to all of you wonderful folks. Um, I'm I'm super excited for this. And um, I will be opening up the call lines later, but we've got a lot of topics that have all just been wiped out, and I just realized that they have been. Um, <laughs> oh, this is sad. Um, let me open this up real quick and then we'll be heading off onto the ways. So some of the topics that we'll be talking about tonight is we will be doing a wrap up of what happened there in New Zealand, the, uh, the shooter and that whole entire situation, whether, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into his story, his everything. Um, I actually just spent the afternoon. I, I finally found the, um, the actual video itself. So we'll, we'll, we'll go through that. Don't worry. I'm not going to be showing the video. So you don't have to worry about hiding your kids or anything else. Um, but we'll go through that whole entire situation, whether it's from, from him to the senator who got the egg on the head and all of that. Um, all that that goes with it. We'll also be talking a little bit about President Trump. Uh, President Trump has gotten himself into a flurry of, of situations, including we have the next veto already basically set in stone coming up. So we'll get into that in, in the ways that President Trump supports the war in Yemen. Um, we'll also be, um, be talking about a little bit about uh, Janine Pirro from Fox News. She's been pulled off the air from Fox News. Not sure when she's going to be coming back, but um, that'll be an interesting topic nonetheless. And Missouri. Missouri finally understands what shall not be infringed is. And so Missouri is passing a bill right now. It just went through the Senate. And we'll be talking about what shall not be in- infringed looks like when you're pushing pushing a bill through your own legislation. So we've got a lot to, lot to cover tonight. Um, there's a lot more uh, sidebar conversation or sidebar uh, situations that we'll be covering as well. So it'll be a good time every time, of course. And uh, I, I'm excited to to be working through this with you guys. Um, let me just verify that I've got all the platforms up and running because it does seem does seem a little bit quiet in here. Let's check out this restream. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your weekend. I know, I know Friday, since Friday, it just seems so short. It just seems like it, you blink on a Friday night leaving with me as I, I, I wish you guys the best of weekends and tell you guys not to drink and drive. And then we, we wake up the next morning and here we are Monday morning, ready to go back to work and everything else. Um, I'm not getting anything from Restream right now. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. Facebook is up. Perfect. Perfect. Um, how do you have anything but Guinness in that glass? I know, right? I have a nice little Guinness glass and, and water in it. Mm, I'm a terrible, terrible individual. Terriblest. The terriblest. That's 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 me, Jason Lyon. Um, so I wanna I wanna first start off and really get into this New Zealand situation. This is something that um, I feel like a lot of people have been glossing over, and that's fine. That's okay to gloss over this. Um, it's it's 
it's another tragedy. It's another gun violence situation. And, and we've become so desensitized as a nation, as a, as a community, as a whole to where it's just, Oh, it's just another group of people that were killed. You know, we, we see all the time in, in third world countries in the middle East and Africa um, South Af- or South America, even in America and Chicago and everything else, we see just atrocious attacks. And, and how many times can you pour your heart out for these situations before you just become numb to them? And I, I think that that's certainly where we're at with this New Zealand shooter. Um, like I said, I, I sat down and I actually went through the... Um, I went through the, the video tonight... And and just to watch this, and there was a what is what is so scary about this situation is that the ability for us just to gloss over this situation and and seeing a lot of people do that um, is exactly kind of how he handled this situation. He he went through uh, quite rapidly. Well, not quite rapidly. He kind of walked through calmly. He was taking out targets, as he called them. reloaded only one person stood up and went after him um you know honor that person but it was it was a quick and and everything that he did you could tell that there was a lot of forethought on this on how to set everything up and how to be able to to make the most gruesome scene possible and and he was uh he was successful on this and it was it it truly was gut-wrenching watching this i i I finished watching the video and I sat down and um, it took me a good five minutes to really, really come back into myself and really understand what just, what I had just watched. Um, What's this terrible list? Exactly. Um, It it, it really is something um, difficult to to work through. Uh, Just the way that he had walked through this all and... And you could see the pile of people, and I'm not going to get in too far into the details, but you could see the pile of people, and there were people within the pile that were still alive, and and he did what what he had done to everyone else, and and just kept firing until uh, there was nothing more. Um, yeah, it takes a bit of your soul every time you watch a person die. Yes, and eventually you become a soulless person, and and I I know that because I want to come out here and talk to you guys about this stuff. I'm stuck watching these things and this isn't this isn't something that I'm proud of this isn't something I want to boast about that I have to sit down and watch a grotesque uh, repugnant person that <clears throat> that deserves the death penalty right somebody who's not usually a fan of the death penalty somebody that's uh, for the most part against capital punishment he is one person that is is well deserving of this action, right? Somebody that was proud of what he had done. Somebody that felt as if he was was being vindicated and 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 was able to stir up um stir up a divide across these nations and and specifically in his manifesto which I've also have pulled up. Um he's calling for um that's not that's not their article. What is this? What is this garbage? What is this? Oh, I just had it up and then now it's gone. This is bull. What is this garbage? But anyways, so the individual uh, the individual uh made the manifesto and even within that kind of laid out the groundwork, laid the plan work. And he was just like, look, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to push for the segregationist. I'm going to push to say, look, if you aren't, if you aren't originally from this area, uh, you're not welcome here. If you're, if you're a follower of Islam, if you're a Muslim, you are not welcome here and you need to be, uh, taken away in, in a jiffy. Um, you need to stay basically back where you were living before. And, and he said specifically in this, uh, that what he wanted to see was a division, a division in America over guns, a division over that. And he had specifically called out the different ways in which he was, he could have caused this violence. He had called out a vehicle. He had called out, um, yeah, they really did get rid of it. 
That's bull. Um, he could have used a car. He could have used explosives. He could have used a lot of different things in order to commit this atrocity. Um, but he chose the gun because he wanted people to be so divided on this. He wanted the left to get to get hungrier, to be foaming at the mouth at the idea of stealing those nasty, ugly, crazed, gun-toting lunatics. And he wanted the the right who says, no, these are so that I can protect myself from lunatics like him. He wanted that division to stir up a civil war. And what has come from this is that the media has not only perpetuated that movement and pushed that motive um, into uh, the politics of America, which has already been something that's, you know, basically been been a huge point of contention for the last hundred years um but they also were were comparable in the idea that they were pushing to ensure that the the manifest or uh uh the the manifesto to be taken off of all of these different sources, which is why the fourth source that I found to have this has already torn it down like it, it, oh, why is this this is this is this is what the problem with the media is, is that the media will will make assertions, and we've seen this already, from within the manifesto, uh, he says, are you, he has a frequently asked questions or a, a questionnaire part, portion of the manifesto in which one of those is who, or let me pull it up on my phone, this way I don't misrepresent what the, what the, what the question was and, and how the response was given, but... There we go. So, were slash are you a supporter of Donald Trump? As a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose? Sure. As a policymaker and a leader? Dear God, no. But yet what we've seen from the media is that they've been pushing out the shtick that he is the he is a, a Trump-supporting person. He is a conservative. He's a right-wing extremist. He's He's just... All of the things that they've been railing against since the 2016 election, he is the embodiment of this. Despite the fact that he speaks highly of the Chinese government, the Chinese government who has enslaved and and basically made internment torture camps for the China or for the uh, for their Muslim citizens there, a million people right now. And he says, "This is what I would like, you know, communistic China, not not." The, the 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 radical free markets of a of right winger. No, I want to have fascism, and and he even acknowledges that he is a fascist, and he says this is the only label that I'll really accept. Um, going through all of this, we see so much media malfeasance, so much so many lies about this. Um, Jacob Labelle, yes, if you want to send that to me, I, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, you can find me on Facebook if you if you don't already have me on, the, on my personal page, and. And so we know that it's out there. We know that the media is projecting these lies and they're doing their damnedest. And they're doing their damnedest. New Zealand is doing their damnedest in order to cover up all these tracks to where they're basically going to be able to gaslight the situation and really blow it out of proportion on some parts and and make it seem as if it's he's just a mainstream conservative. There was an actual portion within the manifesto in which – uh, the shooter, I'm not going to give his name because even though, despite the fact that he d- wasn't doing this for fame and that's also in the manifesto, I just don't, I don't, I don't acknowledge the name of somebody who is so grotesque in what they do. Um, he had put in there that he, he doesn't want this for fame. He doesn't want it for, for anything like that, but he, I forgot where I was going with this. I, I apologize, but he was sitting there and and he's just trying to push this divide he's trying to just push all of this um he he's not a left winger he's or he says he's a left winger and he's a right winger he's somebody that's there for the environment um he's a segregationist so he doesn't want people to coming around and he doesn't believe in the uh in um uh, uh, diversity, inclusiveness, and, and he doesn't believe that people can assimilate. And, and sure, assimilation is a difficult process and it's not, it's not happening when, when, uh, when floods of people come in. But there's, there's so much of what the media has done with this situation. It is truly disgusting. I'm hoping that more people are going to wake up to, to, to really the atrocities on there. I'm going to open up the call line, guys. If you want to call in, the phone number is 802-671-5328. 
Uh, we're going to continue talking about this for a little bit, um, but 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 feel free to call in on that. Ecofascist, yes. Like the fascist was the thing that he was willing to accept, and and China was was the government in which he wanted to embody and wanted to incorporate because they were willing to tear away at at allowing for for Muslims to come in. And I don't know, the guy's completely deranged. And then also down there in New Zealand, there was a senator, and the senator. This is where we're, we're going to get into the libertarianism of, of how things work because I, I've seen a couple, uh, libertarians that I, I respect quite a bit on Twitter having, having some issues. Um, and so I want to, I want to go through that. But when it comes to one of the senators, he came out and he basically said, yes, what he did was wrong. It's disgusting. But the problem is, is that we are, there is a, a clear immigration issue. There is an issue with bringing in so many people. Um, that are not like-minded, that are are extremely diverse from what we have and what we what we you know what our heritage is, and there's a lack of assimilation. There's there's a, a clearly an issue there, and uh, we we have to we have to at least acknowledge that. And, and because of that, because it wasn't with what the prime minister wanted, um, she basically denounced him and and um, censured him. So. He's getting he's getting shut down a little bit by the media, by the people and everything else because he is taking a little bit more of the logical point of this. Um, what the prime minister is doing is pushing out and saying within the next 10 days we're going to have gun control there in New Zealand. Hate to break it to her, but there's already pretty strict gun control there in New Zealand. Um, and, and pushing more is not going to solve this issue, right? If you don't look at the issues, if you don't look at the actual problems of what's going on there, um, and you, you leave people to be forgotten about and people to be ignored, um, you're going to have this kind of a, of, of a break back from it, right? You're going to have people come out and, and commit atrocities. That's not, it's not to encourage in any way, but that's just something that happens. And, um, so not only was he censured, but we saw where he was doing a, a TV press. And this is this is where we're actually going to get into libertarianism. And when he's standing there talking, there was a young child, probably around the ages of like 13, 14 years old. So I, I guess a young adult, very, very young, um, that walks up and is streaming with the phone and smacks a, an egg on the back of the head, right? Just right on the back of the head. And um, the response from this senator was to turn around and punch him in the face. Punched him one time in the face, and and the question becomes, is that a NAP violation? For those of you guys not familiar with NAP, NAP is the non-aggression principle. Non-aggression principle is just the principle in which you do not initiate force. Uh, when it comes to defense, you are uh, authorized, you are able to, of course, defend yourself, your property, your your. Uh, your property or defend others, right? So if you see somebody being mugged, you have the opportunity and, and the nap is not going to prevent you from initiate or from, from retaliating with force against another, um, against whoever initiated the violence. Um, so the question then becomes, is it a nap violation for this Senator to hit a child or to hit a, a, young teenager and and i think that this is this is going to get um this is where we we have to look at the entire thing if it was a nap violation for the kid to hit the senator in the head with an egg right something very soft right we we you see game shows doing it you see kids doing it right cracking an egg on their head um is that enough to vindicate? Is that enough to to uh, authorize a full swing from an adult to a kid? And and that's where we're seeing a large divide between the people. We're we're seeing people who are discussing this. It's it's difficult to understand, or it's um it's difficult to make this a a really deep and philosophical discussion. But but I think it really comes down to, and and I think Shane um, hit it well, was that it's. The kid initiated the force. The kid, whether whether the kid initiated equal force, is, of course, is not there. But the kid did initiate force. Is the kid going to be able to to follow up? Is the kid going to follow up with more attacks? Is was his attack in response? Was the senator's response to punch the child? Um, did he first off? It was very quick. So did he know that it was a child? 
Uh, probably not. And also, did he know that the violence was stopping at that moment? And I don't think so. So I, I think that really, um, I think really when you look at that entire situation, when you look at that all, um, you can, I'm on the side that the senator was not in the wrong for uh, basically defending himself. Um, he, he neutralized the aggressor. Um, <laughs> sounds like I'm using police terms. Uh, he didn't neutralize in the way that the police would, would neutralize, you know, somebody selling Lucy's, but he he responded with violence one time and then that was the end of it i think that that was not a, a nap violation is it something we should encourage of course not we shouldn't be going out there and hitting kids but also kids shouldn't be hitting adults um it, it it does get get you into some fuzzy territory whenever you see whenever you see an adult and a kid right it it should always be important that the adult doesn't hit children but let's say a child who's 16 years old goes up and starts choking an adult. Does the adult have the authority and the and the right to attack back? Yes, of course. Right, you have that right. You have the you should have the wherewithal to protect yourself, regardless of who the enemy is. And and in that situation, the kid was in the wrong. I'm sure his parents were off waddling, doing something that they weren't supposed to do, not paying attention to their kid. And I don't know where that kid got the egg from. Um, he's still a human being and natural instinct kicks in. Exactly. The the, the fight or flight um, really pops in. And, and of course, he's not going to fly. So there we go. Hit him with a right hook. And, and down goes the kid. And everyone scrambles to figure out what's going on. Um, but that – there's there's so much with this whole entire shooting um, – that I think that really needs to get discussed and, and certainly right. Talking about gun control laws, um, isn't going to be the answer with 20,000 laws on the books with 20,000 laws on the books. One more law is not going to stop something egregious from happening when it comes to gun laws themselves, right? We have a, a whole litany of gun laws here in America where, where the conversation of course has been stirred up. Um, one more gun law is not going to solve it. One more, one more precedent, one more uh, piece of legislation, one more background check is not going to solve the problem. The problem is right, and 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 really, let's let's get into what this is. The problem is is that we don't know the thoughts of everyone. The problem is is that we cannot track the thoughts of everyone. We cannot track everything and and anything that happens across this nation. And even if we could, we have that beautiful document that has been stampeded on, been trampled, and been used as toilet paper since basically it's in action, since it was ratified, the, doc, or, uh, the Constitution, the Constitution of the United States of America and that beautiful Fourth Amendment. So even if we could go through and track all of this stuff, the Constitution does not want to give the authority to the federal government nor to the state government the ability to get into your personal lives in such a, an intrinsic way. Because if we were to try to have and, and remove all, all sales, all transfers from people, from one person to another person on any and all guns that were made, first off, they would have to be able to track your every movement to make sure that you're not manufacturing your own gun. So if you have a, a quote-unquote ghost gun, they would also be able to have to have trackers on each and every one of them to make sure that you're not handing it off to a buddy, that you're not allowing someone at the range to use it, that you know that somebody didn't come doesn't come into your house and steal it. There's there's just so many things that the government would have to do, and that requires them to be all up in your bunghole. Let's be honest, it's not going to happen. It's not feasible. So what do we do? What is the more reasonable thing? What, how can we, the people, be able to protect ourselves from, from deranged lunatics? And of course the answer is have some protection. When, when seconds matter, the police are minutes away. Right? It took them 36 minutes to go and pick up the shooter from New Zealand. 36 minutes. In 36 minutes, could you imagine if he had more guns in his car? Let, let me pull the Hillary Clinton. Could you imagine if he had more weapons in his car, he could have continued killing for longer, right? He was shooting from his car while driving. This individual could have continued on and, and without, without issue. 
had more people been armed, they could have saved some lives. This man was very sloppy in the way that he was handling himself. This man was not... You could tell he was not very militarily equipped for this. He had some some arsenal. He had the... He had the equipment in order to make himself a little more efficient, but he didn't have the training behind it to be to be up there. There was plenty of windows of opportunity that if somebody was smart enough, they could have taken him out. And so the ownership, knowing that the police are always going to be minutes behind, they're always going to be minutes away when you need a second. The ownership of protecting your own life is the person that cares the most about your life. (coughs) That would be you. You care the most. And so we need to be able to have that. We need to be able to protect ourselves. And and what we're seeing right now, I'm choking. I'm not I'm not I'm not crying, I promise. (coughs) Um what we are seeing right now. Is that more people are trying to initiate more gun laws. They're trying to make it more difficult for anyone to get a gun. Right? They say, they always say, that, no, 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 we just want the bad people to, to not get the guns. Well, when they enact this new legislation, what happens? Somebody bad gets a gun nonetheless. Right? When we look at the, uh, the Sutherland Spring shooter down there in Texas. That was somebody that, by law... Had the United States Air Force properly processed the paperwork on this individual, he would have never been able to to collect his weapon. He would have never been able to purchase the weapons that he had utilized, right? The AR-15. If the laws were followed in every way, bad people wouldn't have guns. But the law is not followed in every way. And so when you enact this new legislation and more bad people still do bad things... What it is is that you actually shrink the amount of good people that are left in this country. You you limit who is allowed to have a weapon and and eventually the the number shrinks down to where the the ideal number for those gun grabbers is just the politicians, is just the police officers, is just the military. And then what happens? You have Venezuela and you have France. You have nothing more than an unarmed populace demanding for some freedom, demanding for some change, and then being shot in the streets. So this may, I I know that people want to go, well, you're just, you're hyperbolic, Jason. You're going down the slippery slope. I'm not the one going down the slippery slope. We've been sliding down this slope for for decades, for, for, for centuries. Let's be honest, for centuries. Um, when it when it comes to assault weapons ban, when it comes to fully automatic bans, these were these were the starts of the slopes, and we are we are moving we are moving down the slope right now, and and I'm just one of those vocal people that says, look, we've gone way too far. Let's roll this on back. Let's allow the the American populace to be as armed as anyone else. And let's allow us to actually be able to protect our kids in our schools by allowing. Teachers who decide that they want to be armed to go through, make sure that they're they're certified or whatever, qualified if, if we have to in order to start this process down that way. Allow them to protect our children. Allow them to protect their lives. Allow for the schools to be able to, to hire veterans, to hire police officers, to hire people to come in and protect the schools. Allow for guns to be able to protect ourselves from those idiots, from those deranged lunatics that want to commit violence against our children. Allow for people to be able to protect themselves instead of saying, you can't protect yourself, we'll be there 30 minutes later to protect you. Sounds like a lot of lives are being lost unduly. And and that's that's where I'm, that's where I'm sitting at right now. I don't know where you guys are at on this, but that's that's exactly where I'm sitting at. This is this has gone on for far too long. Um I want to move over Move on from the gun topic because I know I get I get ooh, I get deranged when it comes to the gun topic. It, it's clear, it's absolutely clear. Um, but I want to move on from that and then move back over to what is coming up in in this uh, in the House. So the House Majority Leader uh, Steny Hoyer from Maryland 
has announced what's coming up in the future. What's coming from the house in the future? Let's see if there's if there's these are are realistic, if they're just partisan, if it's a call to the people to say, look at how much we care about you, how this is all going to be played out. So this is coming from the Hill. Um, at least the Hill acknowledges in the third paragraph, none of these measures are likely to go anywhere in the GOP-controlled Senate, but passage of the bills will offer House Democrats a chance to show that they are passing legislation they campaigned on. Look at me, boys and girls. I know it can't go anywhere. This is the same thing that the GOP did when they were in the minority. Oh, uh, we're going to repeal and replace. Or no, sorry. We're going to repeal Affordable Care Act. There's no replace. We're going to repeal. We're going to repeal. We're going to repeal. Look at that, guys. I campaigned on this. You guys, you guys came or you guys voted in the right guy. Look at how strongly I'm standing here, and I'm not doing a damn thing. So, House Democrats doing the same damn thing. Woo! Fantastic. So, what are they talking about? Well, they're talking about the Violence Against Women Act, which has been something that um, it's been on limbo since the government shutdown back in December. Um, the spending bill. To reopen did not actually include the Violence Against Women Act. At the basis, can we can, can we stop can we stop virtue signaling to one gender, to another gender, to to one race, to one whatever? Can we just say, look, Violence Against People Act is that difficult? Is that difficult? I like I, I feel like I'm 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 sitting here taking crazy pills. You know, I don't really. Is there really a value in in saying, look, we're against violence against women? Well, are you how how do you feel about violence against men? Well, we don't really care because we don't have an act for it. It's kind of kind of there, there's a little bit of truth to that, all right. Now, with this, right, when it comes to violence against women act, don't worry, they've they're expanding the protections for transgender people. So that's right, boys and girls. And trans, if you <laughs> if you want to have that ex, uh, protection expanded to you, don't worry. The new Violence Against Women Act will have that, and will also make uh, make measures harder for convicted abusers to buy guns. So expect the the charges to come out while we're having the ERPOs or the red flag laws um, being spread across this country. Expect that as more different ways for for people to take the ability for somebody to defend themselves. Expect those to be pulled away, pull, pull the rug out from under them in every way possible. Um, it, it's, it's, it's truly amazing to me in the way that so much of these, these legislations, so many, so many different proposed legislations come out and, and they find a way, they find a way to go, anti-gun right here. Nah, this one, this, this will squeeze in right in that little crack right there. And, and they pop these in there. I'm fighting this battle right now in in South Carolina. My legislators are fighting right now in a Republican-led House and Senate with a Republican governor of trying to pass uh, constitutional carry. Constitutional carry, something that we see in, in Texas, something that we see in Alaska, something we see in New Hampshire, something we see in a lot of states, where you buy a gun... You go through the process, you go through the federal process of, of going through the background check, you buy a gun, and then you get to carry your gun to be able to protect yourself. Well, here in South Carolina, we've been trying for years. And I got to say a, a big thank you to Representative Hill for being one of the stones on this, for being a, a beacon of hope for us South Carolinians that this will continue on because he's been throwing bill after bill after bill out there. He's trying to get people on the record and he's trying to get uh let it be known to the to the voters of who actually stands up for constitutional carry and who like the Democrats right now like the GOP did uh for the Affordable Care Act is just saying, "Look at me, I'm campaigning on this. I might show some support once in a while but as soon as it comes to actually uh you know making a move and actually making a vote for it there's always an excuse there's always a reason and and what we've seen recently and and we'll 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 move on again to Missouri and their gun their gun situation um what we've seen recently is that they wanted to pass a bill here in South Carolina that was constitutional carry. 
Fantastic, right? They wanted to pass constitutional carry. Well, the problem was that along with this constitutional carry bill was the fact that even though it was called constitutional carry, you'd still have to go and go through some training. You would have to go and get a permit. You would have to go and pay for those things. And then you would be able to, after you go through a processing time and, and get certified or get uh, the government to, to accept you, then you'd finally be able to, to practice your constitutional carry. Amazing stuff, isn't it? So, got a caller coming in. What's going on, my brother? What's up, Shane? What's happening, man? How are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm working. So I don't know how long I could be on, but I figured <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd comment on a few things. How's it going your way? Oh, man, it's a beautiful night always. I hear you. Well, I wanted to go back. I know you, you moved on to a few other topics, but no, I wanted to fine. go back to the... Uh, I wanted to move back to the shooting. Okay. Um, one, of the, one of the issues I have with the censorship, because if you're looking at it, um, I grew up in a uh, post-Catholic church family. I mm-hmm. uh, moved away from the Catholic church and everything. And anybody that's been a Catholic knows about Vatican II. So prior to Vatican II, for those that don't know, um, if you weren't a priest or above, you could not read the Bible and everything was in Latin. So... This screams of that type of censorship, where it, trust me, this is what the guy was about, don't look for yourself, and don't find it, and you can't find it anymore. Yeah. So it feels very eerily similar to that type of idea. But the, the thing about it, and the reason why I bring up Vatican II, is because everybody was angry at some point after, you know, hundreds of years. Yeah. But after a while, the, the popular sentiment was, we want to know. So if the people started getting pissed, and said, we want to see the manifest, they wouldn't be able to censor it without an issue. But now we're just too lazy to care. Man, uh, it it, it brings around the the prime environment for for some serious gaslighting, which we've already seen the startings of with this current situation. I'm sure that with the the Vatican II, that was was something that was probably something very prevalent, was was it not? Oh, sure. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know too much about it. I just know that, like, uh, my grandmother, who, uh, God rest her soul, I just buried, she hated it so much that whenever she was buried, um, she was Catholic. When, when she was buried, she actually left it, a, a basically, in her will, nothing is to be in Latin. Like, it was that kind of disgust that wow. the, the public held held for that, that um, uh, almost, I don't know how to say, secrecy. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I, I don't I don't think I would blame her after something so because I mean religion is a huge part for a lot of people's lives and to have that much of a of of a shadow amongst that I I I have no no blame at her for for I couldn't blame her for oh, yeah. wanting to keep that away from her. That's that's insane. Oh, yeah. well, but one of the other things I wanted to point out to people is you talked about the police response time was what thirty six minutes. You said yeah, it's thirty six minutes from pick them up. So the response time for me to grab my weapon to uh, aiming is both uh, quicker and more accurate than any police force on on the face of this earth. Uh, I mean, if if any one of those people was was to be able to carry with them uh, a firearm into that place, yeah, uh, who knows how this could have been. There was also I mean, um, there was also a report, and I, I didn't get too far into this, that there was a second area in which somebody there was an actual Muslim who had a gun and actually caused some people to 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 flee. Um, I don't like I said I didn't dive too deep into that, but the idea that a good guy stopping a bad guy with a gun being vindicated right then and there it's it's why people wouldn't want to defend themselves is is. I, it, it's beyond me. Well, if you take it back to, let, let's go to an old school shooting. I, I hate to even say that. Let's go back to the uh, Aurora shooting. So the guy walks into a theater and shoots up the theater and nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. He's in a gun-free zone, and so nobody can fight back. But just, and I believe this was around that time, months later there was an attempted shooting at a mall, and the guy injured a few people, but he didn't fatally wound anybody because a concealed carry uh, uh, person was in there, and they uh, backed them into a stairwell, and eventually the guy uh, either died or was arrested. But that didn't get any play. Yeah, it didn't get any play. 
you you would much rather see a massacre on TV than you know a, a, the only feel good story on the on TV nowadays is a a puppy. Uh, yeah, was born at the zoo or some some nonsense. Oh, it's the giraffe. Don't forget the giraffe, man. <laughs> oh, and the pandas. Um, the pandas. That reminds me of like the the Sutherland Springs shooting down there in Texas, right? Where you had the individual shooting into the the church, and it was it was depicted yeah. as shooting fish in a barrel, and yeah. and it took the NRA member who lived down the street to come out there barefoot with his AR-15, pop the dude in the side. And and that's what caused the story to be a non-issue for a lot of people. There's so many people out there right now that have, you know, it was what two years ago, last year, and and people don't know about it because it was a, a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy from a, with a gun. Well, it's because there's, there's a narrative there. I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it, the, the issue here is the government is, a, is an old libertarian trope, but the government has broken our legs and handed us a crutch. This yeah. time they took away our guns by breaking our legs, yep. and they handed us the crutch, which is the, the police response time of 36 minutes in New Zealand. But don't they have stricter gun laws than we do? No, they've got way stricter. So and don't worry, they're going to be tightened up here soon. Next 10 so days. Here's the question. What, what, what proposed gun law could have stopped any of the, the actions that this guy took that wasn't already on the books? Well, if they would just make murder illegal, it might be safe, right? Double illegal. Oh, double, double yeah, double illegal. That would, that's the way to get this. Yeah, I don't, I, I really don't think that there's anything that they could have done. We could go back to Animal House and just super secret probation illegal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, yeah, man. It's nonsense. And, and the fact that here in South Carolina, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm a South Carolinian as well, and in the Libertarian Party, the fact that Republicans are the, are the holdup in uh, legislation concerning gun laws here, like, how has nobody? I keep hearing primary these guys, primary that guy, but I don't see any action. I don't see it happen. Yeah, you just see the same people saying the same things year in year out. There's are are they aren't they a super majority in both the House and Senate? And and so it's like you can't even you can't even complain and be like it's the Democrats' fault. No, it is entirely the Republican Party, and then people wonder why. The Libertarian Party is is growing here in the state, and and soon hopefully we'll be bypassing it in and counties established, um, because we actually want to fight for our freedoms. Meanwhile, we have Missouri. Have you seen what they did? Oh yeah, the, con- the, the uh, no, it wasn't even constitutional. Was it? Was it just straight across the board? They just said all federal gun laws are null. Yes. So that was uh, Senate Bill six one three. Um, for for those of you guys listening in, uh, <laughs> basically what the way that this was was that it was the strongest defense against federal encroachments on the right to keep and bear arms ever, uh, ever considered at a state level. It re- it reads in part all federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, rules, and regulations, whether past, present, or future, which infringe upon the people's right to keep and bear arms as guaranteed by the Second Amendment of the United States uh, Constitution and Section 23 of the Missouri Constitution, shall be invalid in this state. Mm. I love it. It's, it's so beautiful. It. It's, we can restore that, and I'm sure that what we're going to see is we're going to see a slight uptick in, in gun violence in Missouri, and then immediately just a drop off, and and we're going to see the idea that allowing a population to be more, um, more armed, or just the concern of not knowing who is armed. The only safety problem you have when it comes to, I mean, when it comes to registered guns, it's from stolen ones. Yeah. The, the, the amount of people that have actually committed a crime with a registered gun is so low they don't even try to bring it up on the news. Yeah. I'll leave you with this in regards to Republicans and everything because i got to get out of here. Yep. Um, if they solved uh, the issues that they keep preaching about, there are such issues like take Planned Parenthood, gun laws, et cetera, et cetera. Same with the Democrats and, and cannabis and the rest. They wouldn't need to be reelected. What is the reelection? Uh, uh, yeah. about it. It's about, I need to fix these problems. We couldn't get it done. Yeah. So now, I'm the man for the job over and over and over again. So if they keep promising these things, folks, you don't need to wake up. They're, this is, they, they're making these promises over and over again and failing to, to hit the mark every time on purpose so that you need them. 
if you if you got all your freedoms back, you wouldn't need them. But so anyway, man. All right. Gotta get out of here. I appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure. No Thank problem. you for calling in. Have a good night, man. Yeah, man. I mean, Shane. Shane's always on point, and um, you know, in the future, we will be seeing a Shane and beard, Shane and beard, uh, because I've got an actual beard. He's got a fake beard. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, but we will be coming out with a podca- podcast coming up in a couple months. But nonetheless, I want to I want to continue on with this SB six one three bill from Missouri, um, because that's not that's not the whole thing, right? Any tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on by fire or on firearms, on firearm accessories or ammunition, not common to all other goods and services. So if they have, if they're trying to put a fee or a fine or a tax on just those things, not nah, done. Cut it off. We're not doing it. There's this when it comes to the Tenth Amendment and the way that has been understood by the Supreme Court is that there is actually. Um, <coughs> They don't have to follow it, right? Um, let me see where I can find this. Um, means the state. Okay. So this means the states can create impediments to enforcing or implementing most federal programs. On federal gun control measures, Judge Andrew Napolitano suggests that a single state standing down would make federal gun laws nearly impossible to enforce within that state. James Madison, the father of the Constitution, advised this very tactic. Madison supplied the blueprint for resisting federal power in Federalist 46. He outlined several steps the states can take to effectively stop an unwarrantable measure a measure or an unwarrantable wait what oh or even a warrantable measure of the federal government Madison called for refusal to cooperate with officers of the union as a way to successfully thwart federal acts so this basically just means is that the the individual states themselves are able to basically nullify um nullify the federal government so this is why we can see a sanctuary cities sanctuary states is they say look we are not going to stand in the way of you and your laws but we're not going to enforce them we don't have to enforce your laws you can come and you can do what you want but we are not going to stand in your way but we're also not going to enforce them and so Doing this, right? Understanding that the left had started this with the sanctuary cities, finally got enough uh, of Missouri to get on board with this, and pushing for a a heavily won uh, twenty six to four victory on this bill in the Senate is is fantastic in the way of liberty. I'm I'm thoroughly excited for this um, to go through because these are these are things that are very vital. Is being able to actually push back against the the large overbearing federal government and hopefully be able to 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 grow not only the state's power but also grow the power of the individual to grow our ability to keep and bear arms and to make it where it shall not be infringed. These are these are the big things that that I am hopeful for. Um, now that we've we've beaten guns, <laughs> we've we've literally been beating guns for the last hour. Um, I, I think it's I think it's good to to be able to transition away from this. Um, let me see. I had no, it's not up anymore. Texas, right? All right. So down in Texas, what we covered? What was it? Three weeks ago. And three weeks ago, about then, we had done the Drag Queen Story Hour event. We had one up here in Five Five Forks, South Carolina. I went down, I talked with some of the organizers, and uh, got as much um, got as much information about this from both sides. We had the Tea Party involved, and we uh, had the organizers. And what we saw was was a lot of miscommunication coming from this. And and recently last week uh down in Texas down in Texas they had one of the drag queens that was found out that there was a a registered child sex offender, a man who had uh had interactions with an 8-year-old boy was involved in one of the drag queen story hours. This has caused a a nationwide 
uproar over what drag queen story hour is and i want to i want everyone to stop whether you're in favor of these drag queen story hours or against them and figure out are you just trying to find your bias and get that bias confirmed or are you trying to think of this in the most logical in the most proper way that there is because if we look at if we look at events if we look at things in general what are the opportunities that there's a child sex offender around you in some way? This is quite common. I hate to break it to a lot of you. A lot of people get um, get hit with these charges. Now, maybe not to the same extent of, as what um, <clears throat> Alberto Garza, the 32-year-old, um, had. But, you know, there's there's a lot of people there that are deemed child predators that are interacting in and out of your child's life Um whether it's legally or illegally. So if you're taking the basis that this is vindication, that drag queen story hour is inherently evil and it needs to be torn apart and this is just all about grooming children, I'm worried that this may be a confirmation bias. This is a, a huge issue for those organizing drag queen story hour because that is something that... Um, they should be vetting. They should be vetting each and every person that, that gets involved and to make sure whether they like them or dislike them or, or know them intrinsically and, and, and or know them for a long time or if they're just meeting them. They need to do their due diligence to make sure that the protection of the children is, is key um, and, and they failed to do so. The library failed to do so. The library actually has... Um, their uh their their normal process actually has to where they're supposed to vet anyone and everyone who gets involved with these activities and they failed to do so and actually had to uh put out a formal apology to the public for that um so if you oppose these things you should be helping out with that vetting system you should be trying to make this as safe as possible and and what i've seen is that when people don't agree with something right the right has been moving towards the idea of of protesting the same way that the left has been doing it. Why don't you get involved with it and try to make sure that it's absolutely safe, that it's, it, it is truly what it's supposed to be, and that each and every one of the activists, each and every one of the organizers, each and every person that is involved with these things has been properly vetted. All you have to do is be able to find out their name. That's all you have to do. A quick public search. You can figure out how exactly safe these people are um, and everything else. So I, I've seen a lot of people take this and they go, this is why Drag Queen Story Hour shouldn't be allowed anywhere or everywhere. And if we take that basis and saying, look, there was a child predator involved with this. I hate to break it to you. If you're a religious person, your organization, your church has had somebody involved that was is now should be registered as a child sex offender. It, it happens in every religion. If your child has ever been to a school, while you may hope that there is no child uh, sex offenders around those uh, in, in those areas, the vetting for who goes to public events not very good. So, sure. Maybe they don't want to get seen and, and they hide themselves. But everywhere that you go, you go to a mall, you go to a store, right? You're going to be around these – you're going to be around sex offenders. And so the idea that you should be taking the ownership on yourself to try to make sure that you're as safe as possible, save your community, save the kids in your community by just doing as much as you can instead of just standing there and trying to shut down other people and trying to shut down speech, trying to shut down act, uh, activities – be a part of it and and just take the libertarian side on this and say, look, I don't have to agree with you, but I will I'll do whatever it is that I can in order to make this as 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 safe and and productive as possible. Open up the lines of communication. Don't shut them down. And and so certainly right now, um here's the Houston Public Library uh statement. Um we were made aware today that by one participant of the drag queen story time who read on September 29th, 2018. Wow. So this was a while ago. I apologize. Um, 
has a criminal background that should have prevented him from participating in the program. We assure you that this participant will not be involved in any future uh, Houston Public Library programs. In our review or process and, and of this participant, we discover that we failed to complete a background check as required by our own guidelines. Right? That's right. They failed. We're sorry. Uh, we deeply regret this oversight and concern that this may have caused our customers. But they did, however, make sure that they... Um, no participant is ever alone with children, and we have not received any complaints about the inappropriate, any inappropriate by participants at story times. So that that is very important, right? Is that they don't even even if they would have followed through on the guidelines, they still don't allow people to be uh, on the the one on ones. Um, I know when I went to the story hour myself, when I was there, even when I was doing interviews with people, it was it was in a public area. We had glass that you could see through and everyone could make sure that, uh, you know, no, no funny business was going on there. So it's all about the safety. It's all about the concern for others. Um, the last one I want to get to is this judge Janine Pirro. Uh, she's been a Fox news host for a little while. She's been making some airwaves. She's uh she's fiery and bombastic and she, she says what's on the top of her mind and, and she really, she hits hard, right? She that's what she does. She hits the left and she hits them hard. I think she, she had like uh, she recently had a book that came out and it was something about like lies and and liberals and everything else. And the title is like the three L's. And um, <clears throat> Fox News actually pulled her off because she ignited a controversy and earned a rare con uh, condemnation from her network over comments about de uh, Democratic rep uh, Representative Ilhan Omar. So if you guys know who Ilhan Omar is, she's been the one that everyone on the right has been uh, calling her anti-Semitic um, because she's made a lot of comments about against Israel and against uh, PACs that are Israeli, that are predominantly uh, of uh, uh, Jewish and everything else. And so they, they, they're conflating these two things. And one thing that Judge Janine Pirro did was that she came out and she basically had suggested that um, she opposes the United States Constitution because she wears the hijab. Now, Omar is the first representative in our Congress to uh, wear a hat, wear wear something on her head, right? They that was big news when she got elected. That you know now they made it acceptable for her to be able to practice her religion. I actually agree with that premise, right? Because if it is your religious garb or uh, garments, if it is something that you wear for your religion, I don't understand how the, the government should be preventing uh, the free practice of that religion. Now, practicing ceremonies, I think that we're getting into a, a different topic. But when it comes to just the passive uh, event of wearing your religious garb, not, not necessarily uh, should be a huge issue. Of course, the left was cheering about this and, and, and boasting about how awesome it is that now they have uh, not only a female, not only a person of color, but somebody of the Muslim faith tearing down at the religious constraints. And, and despite the fact that they're <laughs> it is the left that usually tries to tear down religion as a whole. Um, no, no, you know, you, you know, the typical contradictions of, of the left. But nonetheless. So when it comes to this, uh, even President Trump weighed in on this topic, and he's trying to trying to push some blowback against Fox News for not having Janine Pirro coming on there. Um, and it's been it's it's been a little while, right? It's been about a week since she's been off the show, and it's not. It's one of those things where we've seen even Fox News moving more. Further to the left, they're becoming more sensitive. Their advertisers have been getting hit over and over and over again because of the likes of, of people um, like David Hogg from the um, – what was that school? The Florida the Florida shooting from last year. Um, you know, when when you have these, these organizers, these activists coming out and hitting your advertisers, you kind of bow down to it. And, and that's what Fox News has been doing. So Fox News uh, bending and, and taking Janine Pirro off and, and pushing that way. It's their property. 
It's their it's their platform. They're free to do what they want to do. The president of the United States coming out here and and getting on board with this and you know going after Fox News for it. It's just nonsensical. I think that he's really he's really just pushing for the easy political points. I think that we've seen this time and time again with President Trump where if he can see his base is on board with one thing, he's going to get on board with the same thing. And and if his base is kind of wishy-washy on something, he might take a hard stance and try to pull people back to his side. Um, I think this is just one of those stances where he's genuinely a fan of Janine Pirro because she's been a, a staunch defender of him and his character and, and uh, his policies and everything else about him. And so it was a good opportunity for him to, you know, scratch the backs that's been scratching his. And um, it's just ridiculous. And while we're talking about the media, I do want to I do want to bring up something else that President Trump recently brought up once again. And that was he doesn't like the mainstream media. And so he's endorsing like a government ran media in order to combat against the, the lies of the, the lies of the media. And really, like I if anyone out there in the world of, of conservatives and the world of Trump are like, you know, what's really going to be great while we have President Trump in office is a government ran media. And you think that the media is going to be honest and objective when it comes to how it's going to represent itself. Um, you might want to go look at how police reports work. You might want to go look at how the police are held accountable for for the wrongdoings that they've done. They aren't held to the same standard. And so you would expect the objectivity, the truth to also be held to that same level, to that same standard. And it would not be uh, conducive for helping out this nation in any way. Um, Not only that, but even after President Trump leaves office, now we have a Democrat in and you're going to say, look at that synonymous with the mainstream media again, because it's a Democrat in office. It's just like, yeah, because whoever is in office they're going to be able to pick whoever it is that's running this media and it's never going to be in the in in your favor what we see time and time again is that we have something happen we have a small incident we have a big incident and the government says look we're going to come in we're going to make this better the government comes in and the government makes it worse nine times out of ten and then the the tenth time is even is even worse than the nine before um because that's what government does. The government says, look, I'm going to help you, right? Just like what Reagan said, you know, the worst the worst phrase that you can hear, the worst sentence you can hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. They aren't going to be here to help. They're not going to make it better. They're going to make it worse. And so if you want the media to get better, what you have to do is you have to get away from the mainstream media. You certainly don't endorse a government-ran media. What you do is you find alternative media sources that are actually going to come out there and find the truth, dig through all the information, and bring you as much truth as possible. Those are the people that are, are working in your best interest. Those are the people that are trying to, um, you know, I, I bring you from the libertarian bias. I'm, I'm very honest with this. I bring it to you from the libertarian bias, but... I'm actually going to be able to talk about some of the truth behind this, right? I'll talk about some of the precedents. I'll talk about some of the actual court hearings. I'll talk about the legislation with some honesty, and I won't just throw it all in the air and just say, look, it's garbage because the government's trying to do this. I'll explain to you why the government is garbage when they're trying to do this stuff. Um, so Trump pushing, once again, to have a government response for a free market idea this man is not about the limited government i I hate to break it to people and i've I've, was having a a little twitter spat earlier today the government is not here president trump is not in government to make the government smaller trump is in the government to grow the government in the way that trump wants it to and to shrink it in the other ways and we're seeing this with a with the recent bill that he's trying to push where he's asking for 86 billion dollars 86 billion dollars for a basically a, a investigative uh, investigative pool of money, of dark money or or however you want to word this, but money that is hidden from the public so that he can go off and do spy operations, so that he can have uh, intelligence, so he can have spies, um, whether they're in the country or in foreign nations, but he can have all these things within the uh, within the the Pentagon and everything else, and it's just like. That's not going to end up badly for the American people, just like the Patriot Act never did, just like the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, those never went bad for America. I'm sure this one won't either. I'm sure that the NSA is finally going to stop 
checking into what my phone calls are. But of course not, right? Everything that anytime we see the government grow is working against the people. And, and I hate to break it to people. I, I really genuinely hate to break it to people. But the government is not there in your best interest. It never has been and it never will be. So I hope that you guys will be coming over to our side of things and, and seeing that um, whether you like Trump, whether you adore Trump or not, hopefully you can be objective enough and know, and know for a fact that sometimes he's doing absolutely detrimental things to to the individual liberties and, and our freedoms. Um, but with that, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming out tonight. I, I'm sorry for the, the muffled up beginning. Um, for those of you who didn't know, we had... <laughs> Took we're on what like try number five, try number six for going, but nonetheless we got through this. So thank you guys all for coming out tonight. I I appreciate you all for being here. I am Mr. Merka, the Beard of Truth, Jason Line. What you guys are gonna find out throughout the rest of the week on Tuesday, of course we got Matt and Spike coming in from Muddy Waters of Freedom. On Wednesday we've got Spike coming in with my fellow Americans, where he's gonna be bringing on a great guest. Uh, Thursday we're gonna be having Matt. Uh, bringing on, I believe that one was uh, Shel- uh, Shelly Voluntary. Um, she's a fantastic gal. She's uh, She'll be a good time on, on Thursday. I apologize for forgetting who Spikes was. Um, and then Friday, you guys are going to be wrapping up the week with me, Mr. Merka, the Bearded Truth, Jason Lyon. And uh, with that, I, I hope you guys enjoy your week. I hope it's a it's a grand old time. Hopefully, we'll we'll see some liberty growing there in Missouri, um, and hopefully, the the liberties being pressed down on will be uh, will be stalled for a little bit longer. So, with that, guys, I hope you all have a great week, and I'll see you guys on Friday night. Make sure you guys tune in throughout the week uh, on here on all three platforms, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or Periscope. Uh, thank you, guys. All have a good week. I'll see you guys all later.